What's up, party people? On this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, we continue on to talk about the news and the big news that's going on in the NFL. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about it, but we'll let you know what this means for you, for your fantasy team. Also got a special guest on the episode today as we go through our BFB list, which means our do not buy list, approach with caution, and must have. All that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. 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 This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex with Bliss. You almost think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. What's up, Party People? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, and Alex Marchetti is not here today on this episode. He is not here today. He's uh, working for the moment, but then he's getting ready to go on vacation, so I got my very, very, very special guest to join the show, the one, the only, big fan, big friend and big fan of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. You heard about him many times here before. One of my go-to guys when I talk about fantasy with Kento Akashi. What's up, Kento? Thanks for having me. What's going on, everybody? My name is Kento. In case you haven't heard about me, a lot of people around here that like to call me the boss. They do call him the boss. That is true. It's true. And me and Flex do have a very good fantasy relationship. Yes. I, full disclosure, whenever me and Flex need to talk fantasy, uh, we have a hashtag that we say, and it's called hashtag fantasy talk. That means we have to drop everything that we're doing and respond to our text messages immediately and discuss fantasy. We and, do. It's it's it's. It's definitely a thing that we 100% do that, you know, we talk, we, we see the text because, of course, a lot of times you text, yo, whatever. Sometimes you tend to ignore it. It happens sometimes, but we all do that. Well, if we text hashtag fantasy talk, all right, I got to stop. I got to tell my wife. All right, wait, wait. You wait. I got to talk fantasy. It is scary. It might be a little embarrassing, but it's our thing. It's, it's, you don't have to understand it. It's all good, though. I'm sure that a lot of people would relate to it, though, and that would uh, definitely uh, maybe incorporate that into their lives now. So if you want to do that, Kento and I do it all the time. If you have like a very important fantasy question, you could have a hashtag fantasy talk. You text that hashtag. They know that this is important and you have to talk. Absolutely. It's time for business. You, you all know what it is. Uh, before I start... Very special shout out to Alex Marchetti. I'm sitting in his place today, obviously. As Flex mentioned before, he's at work and he's getting ready to go on vacation. Shout out to Moho in Forest Hills on Austin Street. I've been there. The food was incredible. Try they I believe I had the mango mo the mango mojito, which was phenomenal. So if you guys are ever in the area, make sure you try Moho in Forest Hills. Very much recommended. Also, just want to say um, this is my first time doing this, so if you hear me pause or get caught up, please bear with me, people. I, you know, sometimes I might get paused or not say nothing, as people in the biz like to call it. It's dead air. I'm gonna try not to do that they, today. They do like to call it dead air. It doesn't matter, Kento. We're not we're not experts here. We're not like uh, professionals. We're Absolutely. here just to be everyday fantasy sports players. Just so you guys know, I mean, a lot of my opinions will may not be based on stats. But as you all know, fantasies sometimes can be very subjective. It's all your personal opinion. But as I like to say, and forget Chris Mudo Camboris, I am the self-proclaimed <laughs> fantasy guru. And I don't care what him or anybody says. I will take that to the grave with me and roll over on it three or four times before anyone takes that name from me. I am the guru. All right, now let me take it back to Flex, and we'll get this show on the road. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I just love how you had to get at, uh, get at Mudo. Um... So, uh, but thank you for coming on the show, Kento. We really appreciate having you and all this and that. Uh, so, big talk, of course, and we spoke about this. If you go into the, I, if you first of all, there's a good place to plug this in. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at BFB Podcast. Same handle. What's up? Going live. Go, oh, you're going live right now on yours. Yes, sir. <laughs> you want to tune in? They'll, uh, yes, follow. You know, Google. What's your Instagram, Kento? If you want to follow you, um, it's my Instagram. If you want to follow me now, it's K E N T the number two D A I Z O. It's basically Kento the Izzo. Kento the Izzo. So yes. you know where to find me. <laughs> so yeah. So if you want to, you know, follow the boss Kento and also. Um, 
Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at BFB Podcast. Also, that we have our website. Check it out, betterfantasybureau.com. With that being said, if you check out the Instagram, you could see Kento when we were driving back from our draft. We just had our draft over the weekend. And you could see our little uh, quick intakes about the whole Andrew Luck and uh, Duke Johnson situation. First of all, let me ask you about this, Kento. How did you feel about the draft that you had over the weekend? Um, I'm a little indifferent about it, as we spoke about it on the car ride there. Um, you know, very weak at quarterbacks. Obviously, this is only my second year doing a 14-man draft, which is obviously a lot tougher because, you know, after seven and eight, you're really hitting the nitty-gritty down there in those drafts. And unless you know your rookies or your sleepers, you're going to get stuck in trouble. But as I mentioned, you know, a couple things happen, you know. A little weak on running backs, but I also, you know, surplus myself with a lot of receivers. So I, eventually I'm going to have to end up flipping one of those receivers for a running back. Um, obviously, the news broke out that day of the Andrew Luck story. During our draft. Very, very big news that A happened. part of me didn't want to say anything. A part of me, when I got that update, I, I was doing it. I was like, I didn't want it. But a part of me, but I had to. I had to say it. So I said it during the draft, and I said, I was like, all right, guys, Andrew Luck retired. And at that point, nobody drafted Andrew Luck yet. Uh, that would be that would have been pretty selfish of you, you know. But somebody would have caught on. Like, how do you go an hour without someone pulling their phone out? So someone would have caught on. Did you see? Um, did you see? I don't know if you saw what I posted on Instagram about OJ o- o- Simpson. What he said to? Oh Angela. yeah, I saw that. He's like, what happened? He's like, hey, like, he's funny. You ever see his Twitter though? Yeah, it's funny. But you know, hey, not Twitter for nothing. Homeboy should just worry about staying out of jail. That's what, the that's way what he's doing. It. He's doing it on Twitter, but yeah. it's funny. He's like, hey, Twitter world. He's like, <laughs> and you look at him like, you know. Anyways, um. But yeah, so you know he uh, he drafted him. Obviously, you didn't draft him, but you know, and it's a fourteen team keeper league. It was pretty tough, but uh, you know, I'm not too mad. I'm I'm I was surprised with so many keepers that were gone that Devonte Adams fell to me in the eleventh overall. I was surprised about that. Oh well, yeah, because you figure after, well, you, the main the top four go. Obviously, Zeke is basically locked in at four until you further notice with his contract situation. And then from 5 to 10, you can go anywhere. Obviously, the mix-up. I'm not personally crazy about David Johnson, obviously. No. But Thank God Jose took him, took him before Yes, me. I agree. Um, but, you know, hey, go go anywhere, a combination of DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas. But, yes, Devontae Adams, probably the number two or three receiver this year, based on depending on where you want to place him, between him and Julio this year. Um You know, it, it all could go any way. But, yes, at 11, there's still good value at, at the very least. I um, but I overall I like my team. I like my draft. I uh, I thought it was it ended up pretty good. I thought it was an overall it was a pretty good draft for the most part. Um, what's up, party people? As Kento is live Shout on Instagram. Shout out everybody talking on there. Uh, Mudu, he already mentioned you. Yes, of course. Mudu the guru. Oh, and he already hashtagged him. This is bad radio, by the way. Talk about what's going on on IG live. And yes, Crystal, you tell Mudu to shut. Up. And happy belated birthday, Crystal. Yo, happy, happy belated birthday, birthday Crystal, to you. Yo. Another, uh, listen to the podcast um, regularly. Yo, Fireball and Henny on me later. George is over here, too. Look at George uh, chiming in uh, at IG Live. There we go. What's up, George? Uh, all right, so moving on. So, uh, Andrew Luck. So, once again, so we'll talk about the, the you know, like the T.Y. Hilton thing and all that a little bit later because I know he's one of your list and one of your guys on your list and all that other stuff. I don't know what you want to do with that phone, Kettle. Just hold it. So, it's like, um, but... Uh, I'll tell you one thing what I feel what it does. I think that not for nothing that this helps out a little bit with Paris Campbell and Devin Funches. I feel personally this helps them a little bit with Andrew Luck gone. Well, when the news first dropped, I was like, well, I'm glad no one has drafted Luck. And then my second immediate reaction was, well, this stinks for T.Y. Hilton owners right now because va- they could have waited till round three, possibly round four, and got in someone else with better value at round two. Um, cause I do think his stock is going to take a hit, but yes, I agree. Obviously opens up more ca- re- receptions for Paris Campbell. Who's, I believe he's a rookie this year. Correct? Yeah, he's a rookie. He's a, so obviously it can't go wrong for them. But my other third reaction was like, well, wow, I drafted Marlon Mack. Maybe they might be running the ball a lot. It's more a really year. good offensive line so, too. Yeah. And they're coming off an off season where they stacked up their offensive line. So I feel like, all right, well, this might work out for me after all. No. Yeah. It, it's, 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 uh, it's exciting to see what, um, what what I what I, what I mentioned about what I like them that about better for Paris Campbell and Devin Funches for me personally is because of the fact that T Y Hilton was always Andrew Luck's main guy. 
always statistically on his offenses, his wide receiver twos and threes did not shine for Correct. Andrew Luck. Yeah, because obviously the other receivers that just were never able to build that rapport with Andrew they Luck. They never did, and he never just really right. looked at direction either. He like you know when it came to the red zone, also yeah. he would look for the tight ends in the red Correct. zone, and that was the way that the it coach was, yeah, would be running. Ebron and Jack Doyle, right? So he would you know even before that when he had um Kobe Fleener, like Kobe he would look Fleener, he would right, look right. more to the tight ends statistically when right. it came to the red zone, well, and no. he would look for T. Y. Hilton the you know the long passes, and for the most part for those passes. I mean even if you look. Uh, they, they they did this um this highlight of his career thing and most of his touchdowns all went to T Y Hilton. These passes in general just they peppered all over with T Y Hilton. So now with Jacoby Brissett more, he spreads the ball a lot more, and not for nothing because he spreads the ball a lot more. I think it just helps Devin Funches and Paris Campbell a little bit. And you know what else this adds on? It adds on another very, very deep, deep, deep quarterback that you could draft much later. Because I don't think he's completely out of the realms of being undraftable, Jacoby Brissett. No, I mean, he's definitely a viable backup. I mean, or, I mean, depending on, well, they have a good team, so you could use them for a streaming option as well, depending on matchups during the season. Uh, we'll see how it plays out, obviously. But definitely a viable backup in later rounds. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, it's so like, you know, especially if you're in a 2QB league or if you're really waiting like for the last pick, like I did a draft the other day on Sunday. Shout out to everybody in the league, like, uh, you know, shout out to Alex Gutierrez and the Ramsey and the Jay and, and anybody for, you know, and I'm part of the league with them now. Uh, and I, I was happy with my second to last pick at quarterback, second to last pick, I ended up taking Kirk Cousins. I wasn't I wasn't too crazy. I mean, I'm not I'm not hating on it, but at the same time, I didn't see much of the value in it. But like I said, that was just me. I mean, we all can agree to disagree on these opinions. No, of course. That's why this is all subjective. Look, last year he ended up as the quarterback 12. If I got the quarterback 12 with the last second last pick and he was the t- top, you know, 12 quarterback overall, I'm happy with that. Well, that too. But also reading up on that, they have a new offensive coordinator in Minnesota. They do. And they might be running the ball a lot more this year instead of slinging it. But then again, you have Thielen and Diggs running on the outside. You got to throw the ball. Exactly. Said, so. so, yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, like, you know, just look, you know, there's also some... Uh, quarterbacks on the wave wire you wouldn't mind rushing with either that are still there because quarterbacks are so much an abundance of them absolutely uh lamar miller out for the year we all know you you love lamar miller right of course always uh well i wouldn't <laughs> say i love him but it was someone i, I usually used to get stuck with because if i i'm like oh well i'd wait to draft running backs they'd be out and for some reason he would always be there so i didn't like him but he was loyal and he would come up with 10 points here and there so i mean it is what it is, but where do the Texans go from here now? I mean, they have Duke Johnson. Um, there are other options out there. They could trade for somebody. Um, yeah, they, that that that's the thing. We'll talk a little bit about that when it comes to our buy and beware list and say with say with the conscience. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But the fact remains that still for this moment. Duke Johnson is that guy over there in Houston. He is their lead back. He will be their starting back, and that's that's just the the guy for the moment that you want to target in your drafts. You know what I mean? Um, and and it's and it's funny that you say about like you know you uh, Lamar Miller, and then how you know you you were you you know you always get stuck with him. Not for nothing, as bad as he was, yeah, ten solid ten to fifteen points a week. But and he, he, that's but look at this, flex and you'll take it. His first two years, right? His first two years in Miami, in Miami he was you know he wasn't good at all. Nah, he was I wasn't awful. crazy about him. He you know, but if you look at it from fourteen to eighteen, last year was his lowest ranking year in PPR. He ended up as running back twenty three. Oh wow, go figure twenty three, and that was the lowest he's ever had besides his first two years. His first two years, he ended up as running back sixty one in two thousand twelve, and as running back thirteen in uh, no, sorry, thirty seven thirteen, and then two thousand four. I I didn't I didn't even notice. Did you realize quietly in 2015 he ended up as the fifth overall running back? Go figure. Like I said, <laughs> go not, figure. Never my first choice, but you will take what you can get from him. He absolutely. was just he was always in there like he was productive. Uh, he was in there within the top 20, so he was always like around an RB2. So, yeah. you know, so it you wasn't can't be mad. You'll take it, like I said. Uh, we appreciate everything when you got when it's gone and now we appreciate Lamar Miller more that he's gone, right? <laughs> I guess so. Uh let's move on party people. Let's start talking about our list. This is the show. This is the main bread and butter of the show. We're talking about our list and about our people that uh um, you know that that uh that we are looking to draft and that we you know that we don't want to draft. Excuse me. This is our do not buy list. These are the people that we do not want to touch. These are the people that no matter what we are not drafting. 
do not draft, do not buy lists. I'll start it off, Kent. I'll tell you one guy that I am not touching no matter what. I am not looking at this guy. And this is, remember, we talk about this format all the time on this episode. It's a 12-team PPR format, and this is for a redraft league. One guy that I am not touching no matter what I am not touching is Justice Hill. That's right. That's right over there, Instagram Live. I said it. Justice Hill. I am not drafting Justice Hill no matter what. I am not looking at Justice Hill. And I am telling people not to draft Justice Hill because there is way too much going on over there to be fantasy relevant in the run game for the Baltimore Ravens over there, okay? This rookie for the Baltimore Ravens is being talked up and he's being hyped and they're saying that he's going to be the second guy over there, this down the third. It doesn't matter. Because you still got Gus Edwards over there. You still got Kenneth Dixon. Dixon. Am I scared about them? Absolutely not. Not scared about them. Absolutely not. Not worried about them. But Mark Ingram's a starter and Lamar Jackson's the runner. Last year, I don't know if you, do you know this, Kento, by the way. Do you know, do you know, just, just off the top of your head, do you know what the rushing yards for a quarterback is? The, the record? How many rushing yards in a season? No, but I do. I remember we did have this conversation the other day because I remember I saw that you drafted Lamar Jackson, right? And I gave you yeah, my we opinion, about this. and then you threw the stats in my face. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. So my, Michael Vick has the record for the most rushing yards Correct. for a quarterback, and I think it's and it's it's like a thousand thirty nine or oh. thirty eight, something like that. It's like I, a, it's well, like I, a remember, I remember you saying it was over a thousand. Yes, Lamar Jackson last year was on pace for over fifteen. 100 rushing yards that is that is more than what saquon barkley had last year good for him that is pretty good that for is a quarter. i mean clearly not much of a thrower but you know but that hey, is unreal i'm just glad he didn't get hurt no exactly no i get it listen I, and i said it before you don't draft your Q, your qbs because of what they could do on the ground i get that you draft your running backs what they could do on the ground and what they could do catching you draft the qbs for more for how much they could spread the ball and how good they are throwing the ball right I get that. But what I'm saying is that the point is, is that it's not about Lamar Jackson. It is about Justice Hill. And he throws the ball. Uh, he runs the ball a lot. Mark Ingram's going to run the ball a lot. Gus Edwards is going to be involved. All right. Kenny Dixon is going to be involved. Justin Hill. I'm sure he's going to be involved some way. He could play. He could outplay Gus Edwards and he could outplay Kenny Dixon. That's fine. And let's even say he's a starter to running back. But there's just so little work for him to be done to be involved in redraft leagues. I just think there's not enough. I know Alex Marchetti's a big Justice Hill guy. But what but, round is he being averaged at right now? I'll, I'll, I, I'll tell you right now. Give me was a he drafted the other night? He was drafted, yeah. He was drafted the other night. He's, being, he's, going, he's going drafted. He's being drafted in a lot of places. Yeah. Like you said, too many mouths to feed in Baltimore there, right There's now. way too many mouths to feed over there, and uh, I, 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 that's one guy that I'm not targeting no matter what. I know some people think I'm crazy about it, but people thought I was crazy last year. You included thought I was crazy last year by saying that uh, – uh, Jimmy Graham was going to fall outside the top 10. Oh, yeah. And I he, didn't, but yeah, you were and, right, though. And he did. So it's just, uh, I just think that, oh. I just think there's just too much going on. There's too many people that, are, that have been there in Baltimore for a while. They do like Gus Edwards. They do love Kenneth Dixon. They show him a lot of love. They keep him around still, no matter what, through all the like, uh, injuries and everything else he's been through. They still keep him around. So I just think it's too much. Right now, Justin Hill's going in the 11th round. His, his ADP is going the 11th round. He's being drafted as running back 52. It's not going to kill you, but I'm not taking him no matter what. I rather, I'll tell you the truth, because there's another running back that's part of my must-have list that's going in the same round that's in there, same round as Justice Hill, and I'll, I'll explain to him a little bit later. Like, Peyton Barber's going that same round. I'd rather have Peyton Barber. Yeah, I, I, and he's actually the running back number one in Tampa Bay. Yeah, even Deion Lewis is going just like, like two spots away from him. I'd rather have him. And he's a PPR machine. So, exactly, right, so... so. Uh, who do you have on your right, do not buy? I don't somebody. have one person in particular. This is going to come off funny, but like I said, everything is just my opinion. It's all subjective. But this year, I am not touching any offensive players from the Arizona Cardinals. None? None. Not one. I'm not even trusting Larry Fitz this year. And you no. know what? Old, everyone likes to consider him old reliable, which is fair. But that's shocking. It's just already you're seeing in the preseason how much Kyler Murray is getting sacked in the preseason already. Hopefully he can finish the season, but they obviously did nothing about their offensive line. I can't even see how David Johnson is going to get that many yards with the, without the protection to open up the space for him. And, you know, it's just I am very cautious about it, and I'm probably not going anywhere near any Arizona players this year. Not even Christian Kirk? No, I don't think so. 
I I understand you probably can get him in later rounds and may might be able to get some decent value out of him. But unfortunately, this year I'm staying away from Arizona Cardinals. What about Michael Crabtree in the last? I do see there was a last minute sign the other day. Ah. No, nothing. no. I mean that my reaction says it all. I, that I couldn't even come up <laughs> muster myself to say yes. Yeah, that, my reaction says it all. That's shocking. I mean, the the, the number one Arizona Cardinal I'm looking for right now is Larry Fitz. But you wouldn't even be curious about how good Kyler Murray might be? Don't get me wrong. I'm not looking at Kyler Murray at all. I mean, keeper leagues, later rounds, if you want to draft him just to stash him away, see what happens. Sure, why not? But that's about it. I'm the, that's about it. You don't you don't trust him as uh, your quarterback uh, one, right? I mean, I'm just. let's just say I'm hoping he finishes the season. Healthy, please. <laughs> He's a little guy. He's a little guy, and there's not much guys in front of him protecting him. So no, don't get me wrong. There's another reason why I don't trust David Johnson so much. There's pros and cons to everybody. Like with David Johnson, the the you know, and I have him in my dynasty league. I mean, listen, he fell to me at the second to last pick in the second round. I mean, there's a lot of value there for David Johnson. But the point about him is that <clears throat> he's uh he he's gonna get the value. That's the pros. He's going to be involved. He is the main guy. There's, you know, Chase Edmonds is nowhere near close to taking away any touches away from David Johnson. But he's going to be involved, whether he does it good, whether he does it bad, no matter what, he's going to get a ton of touches. He's going to get a lot of targets. He's going to be involved no matter what, David Johnson. And, uh, but the thing is, like I said, Behind a still terrible offensive line, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach that has like that whole college game play, but it's supposed to be a really high flying offense. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of you know. I mean, you watch ESPN, FS1, whatever it is. A lot of people taking caution with the new coach. Obviously, no experience in the NFL coming in, but you know, everyone says he's got a creative mind on the offensive side. So I guess we're gonna see what he does. After, I mean, it's not obviously not. It's only his rookie year, so you know we can't base much off this year, but. Um, well, let's hope. I mean, let's just say I'm. Let's hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Yeah, no. I. I mean, I don't blame you, but uh, the fact remains that it's just. Uh, I, I mean, you know, it's just hard to say must not have. I mean, yeah, you can say that, but like, eventually, I like I said, it's just like you're just careful about it. I mean, it's hard to say. I definitely won't take him because if someone's there like an 11th round, even if you don't think you're going to use them, you know, let me just stash them away just in case something happens. Yeah, you know, no, but, but like, it's not something <clears throat> where I'm like going out of my way to draft them. Justice Hill's definitely a guy I guess I'm not drafting. Another guy that I'm definitely not drafting that I put on my do not draft list and I recommend to not draft, do not draft no matter what I say this, do not draft Emmanuel Sanders. He is on my list of do not draft. Stay away from Emmanuel Sanders. Because you're going to be let down. I'm an Emmanuel Sanders fan. I have had Emmanuel Sanders before on the Dunda, on my teams. I like Emmanuel Sanders. I am a fan of Emmanuel Sanders, but I cannot draft him this year, and I recommend not to draft him this year. So let me explain why. Number one, real easy. The guy's 32 years old. You know, you and he was never, he was never at Larry Fitzgerald status, right? Let's be real, he was never no, Larry Fitzgerald not. status. No. He was never like you know, uh, he's like a, he's a career, he's a wide wide receiver too, career I'd career say. wise, yeah. Like you know, he's that B plus student. You know what I mean? He's always done really well and got it far well yeah. enough, but it was never like like the shining star and valedictorian of the team, no. and the, the class. You know, no, he was a second honor student. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> which was good. You're, you're you're happy with the second honor like student. Him, mom's still proud. Don't Your worry mom's about still him. proud of you. You know, you're not. You know. You're not the talk of the town, but you know you're not a, the class idiot either. You know what I mean? You're not you're not the worst thing in the world, and you're not an embarrassment. So that's what he is. You know, just like I was B plus student. You know, he's so anyway. So um, but nobody has ever, especially with thirty, you have a thirty two year old wide receiver who was never like an elite wide receiver, just a very good wide receiver, extremely good role player, to come in to look to be the wide receiver one after tearing his Achilles. Nobody has ever come back to have that injury and to be productive after a torn Achilles. Nobody in football has ever returned from a torn Achilles and has shown that they could still produce. He's being drafted. Now, he's not being drafted as a wide receiver one for your team, but he's being drafted as a wide receiver one for the Denver Broncos, and I get that. But the point is, 
he will let you down. You're going to probably think you're going to get some flex out of him or some wide receiver twos. He's going to have a bad year. He's 32 years old, coming out of a torn Achilles, and an offense that is yet to be seen and yet to be proven on where it's going to go. Um, you know, they're going to rely more on the defense. Joe Flacco's in there. Doesn't have the rapport yet with Joe Flacco. I mean, but he's been on a couple of different teams. Emmanuel Sanders, he could build rapport. But Correct. <laughs> but I also feel like Joe Flacco is actually the first half-decent quarterback that Denver Broncos has had in about since Peyton Manning left. <clears throat> and yes, like you said, everything's fair what you said. What are you talking about? They had Brock Osweiler. <laughs> yeah, and Paxton Lynch. And who else? Who else? Oh, Case Keenum. You want me to keep running down the list? Pat Brock Osweiler. No. Anyways. Everything is fair. 32, coming off an Achilles injury. Obviously going to be a, probably two steps slower than what he used to be. And, you know, they have a young guy in Cortland Sutton that sh- they have, they're showing a lot of faith in and that they're hoping will be their next star receiver. So I understand it. But you know what? I, I actually drafted him the other day in I a know 14 you man did. league. And it was a seventh round pick. And I'm like, you know what? In the seventh round in a 14 man league, and he's still a wide receiver number one, and he's still there. I'm sorry. I'm going to take Would you a rather shot. have uh, Manuel Sanders or Curtis Samuel? Jeez. Uh, uh, That's a tough one. Uh, I guess I'm going to roll with Curtis Samuel on this Would one. Would you rather have Manuel Sanders or Allen Robertson? I I gotta go Allen Robinson. Would you rather Just because have, I have Mitch Trubisky, I'm like. Would you rather have D.D. Westbrook or Emmanuel Sanders? Emmanuel Sanders right now. Over D.D. Westbrook, you're crazy. Um, you know what? D.D. Westbrook, he's been like he's been like the receiver that's been we we're supposed to be waiting on for a while. Sterling now. Shepard or Emmanuel Sanders? Uh, I'm a, I'm Giants, true to true. So Sterling Shepard, Jermonimo Allison or Emmanuel Sanders? Pacers number two. Packers Pacers. I know, wow. I know. Damn he's it. Allison number two. Ah, uh, but like I said, I, I mean, are all these guys you listen are seventh round guys? They're not. They're seventh, all, yeah, they're, they're all, all around. Seventh, the same, they're all around yeah. Emmanuel Sanders. Stella Shepard's eight. You know what I'm saying? But they're all around the same right, thing. They're right. all around Emmanuel Sanders. I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm tossing up between Shep, uh, Allison, and um, Sanders. Obviously, Allison's got the much better quarterback, but that's a toss up for me. Only because I don't know much about Geronimo Allison, so I, I'm just going by what, what I know. <clears throat> okay, no problem. Uh, who else is somebody that you're not drafting that you're not looking right at Right now, um, there's a couple other guys I wrote on my list. The one guy I actually did put down is Kenyon Drake. Reason for that is... I'm with you on that. When was the last time we have seen a productive running back in the, the Miami Dolphins? And that has nothing to do... I mean, that's just... And just before we came down here to record this podcast, I go, you know what? Let me take a look at some projections for him. Yeah. The week one projection is he's projected to have 31 yards... <laughs> and 0.2 touchdowns. 0.2. They wouldn't even give him a half. They gave him 0.2. <laughs> and I didn't even bother to look up last year's stats. The fact that they, his projection for week one is 30 yards rushing and 0.2 says all I need to know about you. And I am not touching him with a 10-foot pole. What do you think is going to happen? Between, I, I agree with you 100%. I, have, I, I, I would never want to have Kenyon Drake on my team. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I've had him uh, once when JHI went down because I had JHI, so I look for the handcuff. I get that. But I'm saying, who would you rather have, him or Kalen Balaj between the two? <sighs> I'm guessing Balaj at this point. And at least, you know, mm. Balaj is in later rounds. I mean. So healthy between the two, not knowing about ADP, just football-wise, which one you think is going to end up being the better running probably back? Probably Balaj if I have to guess. You think Balaj is probably In the, the long term, I believe so. Okay. I mean, I, I think I think Balaj is going to just be a better version. Of I mean, he, I, I don't think Balaj is going to be a superstar by any no. stretch of the imagination. No. But if we're going to, are you going to ask me who's going to have the better career right now? I mean, this is just the eye test. I'm guessing Balaj. Yeah, just between the two of them. I mean, it's a bad offense with a bad offensive line. There's not much going on there. They're uh, in a crazy brutal. rebuild. <clears throat> yeah, they're they in a can crazy. Never rebuild. get it right. Uh. They really can't. They're in a crazy rebuild mode. And for the fact that uh, Kalen Balaj, I think, is going to be their running back for the foreseeable future during this whole rebuild mode. But, you know, not going to be the focal point of it, but it's going to be the running back for the time being. So I definitely agree that Kalen Balaj and then I'm, it's going to be better. And I definitely agree. Stay away from Kenyon Drake. Just stay away from him. Don't touch him. Has nothing to do with his last name, but don't touch him. <clears throat> no, definitely nothing to do with his last name. No, definitely not. Don't touch him. Another guy that I said, do not draft. Do not draft. He is on my do not draft list. Do not touch him. Luckily, he wasn't taken in our draft this year. Uh, the one that you and I are in, Kento. We have another draft coming up on Sunday. Are you excited yes, about that? Sir. You and, you and I share Sunday a team. Sunday, fun day. F Mondays. 
You already know. That's the name of our league that we run, and uh, we have our draft on Sunday. Just let you know, which is people, uh, if you check on betterfantasybureau.com, by the way, they left a really, really good article about really cool ways to pick your draft order. We do a really fun way every year to pick our draft order. That's correct. Every year. Well, mostly Flex's idea because I've, for the last couple of years, I've been trying to convince him about picking the draft order ahead of time, but he feels it's a very cornerstone part of our league in which we pick on draft day and every year we pick a new well, I creative was trying, method. I was trying to do it this year, the poker tournament wise. Well, yes. And, and in theory, it was a fantastic idea, but you know, as you, it's tough to get 12 people in a room at the same time. And especially the only, you need a couple hours commitment from everybody. So the only time that would have been perfect for everybody that time is that our good friend, uh, Pete had a surprise birthday party. Happy, happy, very belated birthday to our friend, Pete, Pete McMahon, Pete McMahon. He had a surprise birthday party. Oh, that's right. That date was the only one that would have worked for everybody. Yes, that I was remember. the only date that was going to work for everybody. It's and a, we couldn't do it. So it's you right. know what? It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's right. something it's we keep birthday. in the back pocket for future years, though. We'll do it next year, probably. You know, Hopefully. God willing. With more caution and with more time notice, obviously. Yeah, God willing, we'll do it next year. With that being said, um, so we, we, oh, but this year, the way we're picking our draft order this year, that's the whole point about mentioning That's why I got a little bit lost. So if you look at betterfantasybureau.com, we have a cool article about cool ways to pick the draft order. This year, we're doing it with pinatas. Yes, it is. Actually, what was your favorite of all? I think we're on year five or year six now. I don't remember. I want to, uh, I want to say year whatever, five, six, five matter. or six. What would you say was your favorite one? Probably, honestly, the first time we did it, which was the easiest one, which was with the balloons. That wasn't the first time. The, the first time we decided to pick the draft order. Balloons was year two. Year one, we did the beer pong cups, I believe. <laughs> no, beer pong was year two. First one was balloon. First one, 100%, I swear to God. I promise on everything. Because the same way we did it for Tim's League when we first decided it. And I was telling you, that was what okay. it was. Okay. Maybe telling you, 100%. Memory's a little dusty. 100% okay. it was that. Uh, the, the roulette wheels were a cool year, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shot roulette wheel was cool. But yeah, with the balloons, you just put the balloons on a dartboard. You throw a dart, you pop a balloon, and whatever number comes out is yours. Uh, but this year we're doing pinatas. We're putting numbers in random pinatas. People are picking random pinatas, and then they're he's bringing out a machete, and I'm bringing out a machete to slice open the pinatas. You take a swing at it. We're not going to blindfold anybody. We're not going to have them swinging blindly at the machete. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that yeah, would be pretty cool and deadly. But we're going to have just somebody swing at the pinata with the machete. Anyway, so moving on back to what I was talking about about my do not draft live. Do not draft. Do not draft. T. Jay Hawkerson. For the love of God, in redraft leagues, do not draft TJ Hawkerson. People talk good about TJ Hawkerson, the tight end that was taken in the first round um, out of uh, Iowa for the Detroit Lions. So people are talking about him. People are hyped about him. You know, the first tight end taken. I get it. People probably still living off the what happened with Evan Ingram when he was taken. But listen, Evan Ingram was the only relevant tight end in like forever for the most part. I think since like Jeremy Shockey. They're like, what happened? You have a question, Kento? No, go ahead. Oh. And the only thing about the Evan Ingram situation was that the fact that Evan Ingram was, everything fell for him. That was the year that the Giants that we lost, Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, Brandon Marshall. We lost all our wide receivers. We had to sign. Who was one. he drafted again? Who? Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram was drafted first round. Remember, Ebron was also a first-round tight end, if you remember. For the Detroit Lions, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a different offense now. But the point is, it's. I think he's going to have a T.Y., I mean, an Eric Ebron-type role. He's not going to do much for that team. Statistically, we get it that wide receivers take a while to develop, but even more so for the tight ends. The tight, the rookie tight ends never do anything in fantasy football ever. They never come up. They take forever to not for, not for everybody take a while they take a, like a year or two to be you know instrumental into the nfl or to be valuable or to be worthy to be on your fantasy team at least they use more for their pass blockings they use sometimes in the end zone but they're not good fantasy tight ends rookie tight ends are not good fantasy tight ends and people are looking at tj hawkinson sometimes like if they come take them like a late round flyer i do not see that leave them on the waiver wire He'll give you one to th- four good games out of the entire year. That's it. Do not take a rookie tight end ever in a redraft league. Stay away from TJ Hawkerson, please. I guess I agree. Um, but you already know how I feel about the tight end market. It's already, I mean, I'm not crazy. I you rarely ever go first, second, third rounds of draft. I'll wait till the later rounds to grab myself a serviceable tight end. I mean, unless you have... Try Kelsey or maybe even Kittle and Ertz. I mean, after that, the drop off is like immense. So, I mean, 
you know me. I'm not crazy about drafting tight ends early, so I will not be touching TJ Hawkinson. But there's a either. bunch of tight ends that go in like, yeah, after Hawkinson uh, ranked. Obviously, you could grab a Kyle Rudolph in the last round and still just get just as much value, if I, not better. I would much rather have Kyle Rudolph than yeah. TJ there's, like, there's a ton of tight ends that aren't even going drafted that I'd rather have over TJ Hawkinson. Like Mark Andrews, for some reason, is going like after TJ. I'd much rather yes, have him. I saw him, too. He's looking to be the best, the best receiver from the Baltimore Ravens, they're saying. I'd rather have Greg Olson, even though I'm scared about Greg Olson, but I'd rather have him than TJ Hawkinson. I'd rather have Kyle Rudolph. I'd rather have, not for nothing, I'd rather have also Delaney Walker. I'd rather have uh, Darren Waller. I'd rather have Will Disley. I'd rather have all these tight ends over TJ Hawkinson. I'd rather even draft... Jimmy Graham. <laughs> I'd rather draft Chris Hernan and oh, rock with Jimmy... Geez. I'd rather have Chris Hernan We've and hit a new level. We've hit a new point. rock with Jimmy Graham for four weeks than TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. I agree. I mean, like I said, I don't see the value in him. I mean, it's not like he said. It's not even someone I'm taking in the round 16 just to stash him, just to see what he can do. Yeah, uh, no, I'll wait and see. I mean, I'm saying if I have to, if I if somehow he proves us wrong and I have to use a waiver wire pick to grab him in week four, week five, so be it. So be it. But I'm staying away from TJ Hawkinson. That's it. Stay away from rookie tight ends. Uh, anybody else you want to talk about? Do not draft. I think that's about it. As I mentioned before, I don't think there's anyone that you should always say never. I mean, obviously you can, but like I think everyone should be considered at some point, at one point or another. So. Well, I I definitely recommend do not draft T.J. Hawkinson. Do not draft Emmanuel Sanders. Do not draft Justin Hill. I'm not telling you do not draft this guy, but he's on my personal. All these guys that I'm I'm telling people not draft. Like do said, not draft. It's all them. subjective, of course. Also, these are my opinions. I'm yeah. telling you to not draft these guys. These are I am. This is my recommendations right. to not draft these guys. My other. This is so much not so much a recommendation to do not draft them, but I am personally not drafting them. Corey Davis. I'm not looking at Corey Davis. What has Corey Davis done that is going to tell me that he has been valuable in the NFL? I mean, he's had a couple of games here, a couple of games there, and that's about it. Yes, he's definitely been a lot more hyped than production. That's for sure. Damn sure. Absolutely, he's been a lot more hyped than production. So, like, there's nothing really. I mean, I know he's been hurt and all this and that, but Corey Davis to me is somebody. What's, this is not like a recommendation of a do not draft. But he is somebody to me that I am saying that I am not going to draft. Last, I mean, you know, he only yeah. missed five. He only missed five games his first year. Yeah, he played I'm a full, up his stats now. But he just, played a full sixteen games, and he ended up as the wide receiver twenty eight. Yeah, okay? I mean, for all the hype that he's getting, but he's getting drafted, are not justifying it. He's at getting all. drafted way higher than that a lot of times. He's yeah. not getting drafted like that this low, but maybe he develops. I'm not recommending not drafting him, but I'm saying he's on my do not draft list. You understand? What I'm saying. You understand what I mean by that? Like, I recommend don't draft Justin Hill, T.J. Hawkinson, and. Emmanuel Sanders, even what you're saying, I recommend also not drafting Kenyon Drake. But personally, I am not taking Corey Davis. Like you're like you're saying, like when you said about the Arizona Cardinals, you're not you're, that's not your recommendation. I'm, I'm sure you recommend don't draft Kenyon Drake. Yeah, absolutely. But you're not recommending to not draft Kirk Cousins. You're just not he's on I'm your just list. Not touching him. You're he's on your list. Yeah. But you're not telling somebody else to no, not take him. I mean, him. obviously, every you're free to do what you please and you tune in for our hear our opinions. But I'm that, sure you're gonna yeah. tell somebody not to take Kenyon Drake. If somebody tells you should I take Kenyon Drake, you're gonna uh, tell yeah, him don't I, do it. I'm leaning towards pushing him away. Yeah, yes. I'm gonna tell people don't draft all those other players. But uh, yeah. Corey Davis, I'm not gonna take Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Andy Jackson? It's going to be a no for yeah, me, that's dog. Exactly. All right, so let's Nobody move on that. to the approach with caution list. Now, this is where we're getting a little bit of fear. This is where we're getting to, like, listen, you could take these guys. Just be careful. Be wary. Have a backup plan or just understand what you're getting yourself into. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're talking about, this approach with caution list. Just know what you're getting yourself into if you take any of these players. So in other words, basically saying if you're gonna draft him, make sure you draft his handcuff. Or handcuff <laughs> or or somebody else on the team or just like try to like fill out the spot somewhere else, depending what it is. Like obviously like Zeke. Uh, if you're drafting Zeke, I mean, he's been basically the go-to number four guy because, I mean, he's the guy who's like, well, I don't want to draft him, but then if I wake up tomorrow and the contract situation's done, then I'm the biggest dope on the planet. So, well, this is what was also why we say, and also you see what happened with the, with the Andrew Luck situation uh, and Lamar right, Miller. We well, always say have your drafts as late as possible. Oh, absolutely. Our drafts, our drafts always happens on uh, Labor, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, Labor Day Sunday or Labor Day Monday. We always have our draft on those days. <clears throat> but... Thanks to everyone for making sacrifices to be there on that day. I know everybody prefer to go party, but you know, yeah, they still party in my backyard. We still it's have a true backyard. story. True story. But the thing is, so like we always just say uh, to you know to uh, just 
if you take Zeke, you obviously know the caution of what it is you're taking Zeke with. You know what you're getting yourself into. You could be a chance where you probably miss like maybe three. I think he's going to miss at most three games. I think at most, if any. If he misses any, it's going to be one to three games. Well, I mean, the recent report saying the deal's getting done, but then again, it also said, oh, it's, it's slated to make him the second highest running back. So I'm pretty sure he's probably not happy about that. And now they give him. He probably wants to be the highest paid running and back. I heard so. he's got another contract that's getting him a little closer to Gurley, but still not above. Yeah. Him. So, I mean, Jerry Jones pinching his pockets right now. Obviously, he has a lot of, couple other people he needs to take care of later on down the road. So he's trying to spread the wealth I, but and i get both sides yeah so i mean but like you know so if you take zeke you know you gotta take him with caution yes that means tony pollard round seven round eight yes please i i was trying to draft for a friend the other day i was helping him out we were on his terrace on draft we he had the number four the unenviable number four which i think is actually the worst position the worst draft position this year actually number four almost the worst but anyways I, I kept in the back of my head, Tony Pollard, round eight, round eight, got to round eight, and he was already gone. So please, uh, with caution, everybody. Uh, who's another guy that's on your list for your draft with caution? Right now, uh, uh, T.Y. Hilton is a caution for me. That's and a very good pick. Right over the moment, the news came down on, uh, what was that, what day was that, Saturday? Saturday night, we were, I forget what round we were in when the news broke, but I, mean, I think we were on like, like the said, fifth, sixth. Yeah. Initial reaction right away. I'm like, ah, oh, T.Y. Hilton owners. I feel for you. Brandon. Because. Brandon Ferguson. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You are still you still have to draft him. You can't leave him on the board. Obviously not drafting him in the second round. He's going to drop to three or four. But he's, I just don't see it happening uh, this year. I mean, I'm, ho- I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping him and Brissette are able to build something. But luck was his guy. And. I just don't see it happening this year. I think his value took an Im- <clears throat> not an immense hit, but it definitely took a hit. And I am, like I said, I'm drafting that. But if you're drafting him in round three or four, go for it. I can't knock you yeah. for it, but have other people ready to go just in case. Because he's he's going as like in the middle of the like like early third rounder. I mean, to me, he drops more to the end of the third. I mean, yeah. to me, he's more of a wide receiver too than because he has a wide receiver. He still has wide receiver no. one upside. His just his upside for wide receiver one is is a little harder to reach. Well, now, he, which he dropped a couple notches. Obviously. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of players that moved ahead of him, but now. he's still that good that yeah, he can still can't be a top leave him 10. on the board. You no. cannot leave him on the board. Absolutely not. No. But he definitely does drop a bit. I see him more. He's still going to be in the top twenty wide receivers for me. He's still going to be a top. 20 for me uh you know like a wide receiver right, right, too. Right, right. It, it, but is it possible that he falls out of it also yeah very possible with andrew luck there i think it's almost impossible oh, for a lot of the top 20 yeah, he would have been top you know he could be top 10 still you yeah know. he could still be he could still be top 10 it's just you went don't draft him thinking that remember draft with caution look at this with caution just be be wary when you take him hopefully he falls a little more that you could get a little more value out of him right um this pick for me is going to sound like a bias pick because he's no longer a New York Giant. Uh-oh. I know where this is going. But right. this, this is just this is just for real. Even if it wasn't New York Giant, I'd say the same thing. Uh, I had his jersey. I know, man. Be careful drafting Odell. He's a stud. He's like a late first rounder, early second rounder type guy. I'm not saying don't draft him at all. I'll definitely draft him if he's there at the right price, right? Like the other time I had a choice between him and Tyreek Hill, I took Tyreek Hill over him, Right. Because I don't know if you do this, Kento, but you know that you know uh, the the, first, the other two wide receivers taken above Odell, right? Um, uh, Adams, Thomas. No, 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 no. He was taken with Mike Evans and Sammy Watkins. Okay, okay. Oh, you mean his draft year? Okay, yeah, his draft year. Yeah, yeah, his draft year. Sorry, yeah, no, 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 not not above right, him right, right now. Right, his right, draft year. And you know, Sammy Watkins always hurt, right? Oh, you can't trust. You, that who's guy. more injury prone, Odell or Sammy? Oh, Sammy. It's not even close. I don't think. So. Sammy's played more games than Odell. Really. Can you believe that? But you know what? The thing is, when Odell had when, when Odell's on the field, he's a lot more productive. Oh, that's, I, absolutely. that's why you never hear about uh, Sammy Watkins. But this is what I'm trying to say is Odell's this guy that doesn't have like that injury-prone tag on him. He doesn't yeah. have that, that label you know, on him. He just hey, missed that one year. And that, then, that happened a lot. That one yeah. big year it happened. But still, he missed more yeah. games than Sammy you know Watkins. It it's because you don't hear about Sammy Watkins. It's because he hurt a lot, but when he's on the field, he doesn't pr- produce exactly. much. So, you don't hear about the guy. And I'm a, I'm a victim to that, but 
you know, see, like that's Sammy, how it goes, though. Sammy Watkins for me is a little closer to my do not draft than he would be to approach a caution because Sammy Watkins is going to the cheaper price and you kind of your expectations of Sammy Watkins are not that high anyways. That's why I don't put Sammy Watkins on my do not draft list. I'm not looking towards Sammy Watkins, but for the fact that you have such low expectations for him, you're not really expecting much out of him. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying go and get him because, you know, it, it's just there's certain players that like. Like David Johnson, for example. We expect so much out of him. That's why we're, like, iffy about him. You know well, what I mean? Well, I mean, no one's denying his talent. He's 100% a yeah. talented running back. It's just I don't trust the people around him to help him get there. No, that's I 100% agree is. with that, too. That's for, for that being said, that's why when we say about, you know, approach, uh, not approach coffee, but that's why, like, we're saying, like, we talk about David Johnson more because we have such high expectations out of him. We don't talk about Sammy Watkins that much because we don't have those high right. expectations. Odell, we have a lot of expectations, too, and he gets hurt a lot he does he gets you hurt know, a lot and he he is injury injury like hurt. injury aside he is fast enough and talented enough where he's gonna get himself open either way oh listen, so that's I mean, why i go with you him. know what it is they have uh, so many options out there in cleveland right now that offensive juggernaut right now it, it's, it's just gonna i just find it hard to believe that he is not gonna get his due. I mean, so what I'm saying is this is where I say approach a caution. If you draft Odell, I feel like you have to draft another stud oh, you wide have receiver to, to go with him. I feel, I feel to. because if he gets hurt, you need that other stud wide receiver to take over there. I would feel recommend maybe if you draft Odell, also maybe look at Jarvis Landry because he'll probably be the main Absolutely. guy after that. But the point is, is that I'm not saying don't draft him. He's going to be a stud. He could he's still going to be a top 10 wide receiver, but just there may be a possibility he gets hurt and he falls way out of that. Because he's injury prone. Right, right. He's more injury prone than people realize. Right. Yeah. So he's still a beast. I still he, love yeah. his talent. And for him personally, I hope he's not hurt. But um, I no. just, I'm just saying though, like he has an injury tag on him that is not shown there to many people. How many people place that tag or think that tag is there with him? Right, right, and right. And it is. So approach with caution when you draft Odell because of his injury worries. Yes. Uh, so who else do you have? So basically, one on my list, I mean, it should be no surprise to anyone. And I'm not trying to criticize what's going on with him. I can't pretend to know what's going on with the guy. But obviously, it's already been like five. He has proven to be unreliable, and that is Josh Gordon. We, well, no one is ever going to deny his talent. Nobody. When he has his head on straight, guy is a top five receiver if he wants to be. Yeah. If he wants to be. But the problem is he'll show instant, he'll show his flash three, four weeks, and then we already know where it happens after that. I don't think I have to mention what happens after that. I'm not here to criticize the guy. I don't know what he's going through. For his sake, I hope he finds the help or whatever he needs to, you know, have a productive and successful NFL career. But unfortunately, I'm not drafting him because I don't know if he's even going to finish the season. So that's my biggest caution right now. I wouldn't mind drafting him, and I get it, but I understand the approach with caution thing because you, and I said this before. And especially for the round he's going in, that's another thing too because people, I see people taking him fourth, fifth round, and you can get much better value in those rounds. No, I agree with the, it's, it's, uh, I forgot who I was talking this. I forgot which other guy I was mentioning this with, with Alex. Like we had, we had an argument the other day on the show, like, like a debate about it, um, between, Josh Gordon and a different uh, player and he was like oh there's no debate that Josh Gordon is way better and I'm understanding that right. but the point is about is oh oh this is what it was Michael Crabtree oh, it was Michael right, Crabtree right, right, who would you right. rather have Michael Crabtree or Josh Gordon and I get it that you would rather ha want a Josh Gordon but the thing is with a Michael Crabtree there's no risk with Josh well, Gordon, there's a ton of risks. Yeah, I mean, the most important, who's going to be there on Sunday and who's not? That's basically what it yeah. comes down so to. That, that, but that was the only debate yeah, between Josh well, Gordon. That's, that's the only thing. That's been the only debate for his career. Yeah. Are you going to be there? Yeah. I mean, if you're there, great. I'm rolling you out every Sunday. But I can't trust you to be there every Sunday. I can't. I can't either. So, yeah. So, if, if uh, with Josh Gordon, that's the biggest thing about him is that if – uh, that's definitely, definitely approach of caution. You draft him, you know that you're possibly going to possibly have a great, great wide receiver, but you also possibly could have a wide receiver that within an hour could just be out of the NFL altogether. Because he's on the uh, nice. Anything he does wrong, he sneezes I mean, wrong, he's going to probably get kicked out. Not for nothing. This is, I mean, he's lucky that he's gotten all the chances he's gotten already. I'm surprised they keep letting him back in the league. God bless him. I'm happy he can't keep getting his chances, but... I mean, I feel like the, the, those privileges wouldn't be afforded to most other players. It's going to take the Andrew Luck approach and mentally checked out and retire. Watch it. <laughs> well, for the third time? For the third time. Yeah. Uh, another player that I'm saying that approach with caution is Duke Johnson. He is a player I'm saying approach with caution. Now, remember, Duke Johnson, um, he is the main guy right now over there for the Texans. He is the main guy. Right. 
Uh, and not for nothing. Also, listen, it's a terrible, it's a terrible, terrible offensive line there. In, in right. Houston. Very and bad. the other thing, actually, you should be cautioned is there's already reports out there that they're looking to trade for a new running back. That's, that's the main. That's thing. the main issue. So the main, the, the two things about why I say about approaching with caution. One, he's never been given the role to be handling all the the work. Yeah. And, and he's not. And he's not looked. I mean, listen, he could run. Because he, yeah. he led my, the, my the University of Miami for, for running yards. All right. The, he, he had a good there. college career. Yeah. So he could he could run, but he's known as a pass catcher. So PPR-wise, I like him a lot more. So with that bad offensive line, which could be a pro to him, maybe Deshaun Watson might look to a little dink and dunk real quick for him a little bit. He's not a dink and dunk guy, Deshaun Watson, yeah. but he could use him as a safety valve, right? I feel like he, he probably feels like he's better off <laughs> running the ball than him. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I, I agree with that. It's fine with that. The, the, thing is, the two main things, one, he was never asked to be that lead guy yeah. to be the bell cow for a team. And and two, they could sign somebody like a LaShawn McCoy, a Jay Ajayi, a Josh Gordon. I've read Jordan Not Howard. Not Josh Gordon, Al Melvin Gordon. I've read Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, maybe, maybe. Because you already know Philly's got Miles Sanders. Yeah. Jordan Howard is available. So if, if they take any of those guys, that will just hurt his that value a lot more. Back. Yeah, so, so caution. I agree with that 100%. Take with caution uh, Duke Johnson, I would say. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the, the, the last uh, 10 minutes of the show. Let's finish off with our must have list. These are players that you must have that you must look for. So for example, Kenton, you mentioned earlier, if you draft Zeke, you must have Tony Pollard, must have Tony Pollard. What you think about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I said, uh, he, you don't know what's going to happen with Zeke. Like there's reports out there. Oh, contract might be getting done this, that, or the other. Obviously that means nothing to me. I mean, that's been, that's, that was tweeted by Schefter or whoever. I forget who it was, but that was tweeted almost a week ago now, and still nothing has changed. So, yeah, nothing has changed. I mean, like scenarios like that or other scenarios like Melvin Gordon reportedly asking to get out of uh, the Chargers now. Must have Austin Eckler. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, I mean, those are just scenarios where, well, just what would I like to call it? It's an insurance policy, basically. Um. Yeah, I get it. So, somebody else, somebody that you have on a must-have list that you must have, that you look for, that you gotta get this guy. This is the guy you gotta get. I think you might know this one, and a lot of people out there is gonna appreciate this one because I must. I always look to get him every single year, and I've done it for about three or four years in a row. And Flex is already lab nodding along. I know his name is Julian Edelman. Yes, that it is. You love Julian. He is my trusty receiver. I took him in the dynasty league, and then you would just like gave me a dap right there. You Let's were happy just about say that. homeboy is good for. 15 points a week solid he is brady's dip and dunk guy and when he gets the ball he gets yards out of it and he's nifty and he's strong that is my must have every year oh he's definitely he's not a wide receiver one he's a wide oh, he's a wide receiver two cat he has upside one. though yeah 100 he's like a low-end wide receiver one if you want to throw him in yeah there. yeah but that is brady's guy and like i always say brady loves the undersized white white receivers he does love the <laughs> undersized white guys like, he does. remember chris hogan and danny amandola and west walker yeah, they're not there's none of them are there guess what it's just edelman west walker too he loved west walker he I'm loves the undersized edelman white guys this year Keep rolling with him, baby. Keep yeah, rolling no. with him. What I love about Edelman is about where he's going to is about the fact that you could go running back heavy and you could take somebody like a Julian Edelman to, you know, like help you out with the wide receiver. That'd be fine. You could go like yeah. straight three wide receivers and then take a Julian Edelman. I mean, sorry, three running backs yeah. and then take a Julian Edelman as Absolutely. your wide receiver. That's okay with that. I'm, I'm okay, okay with, with him being my best receiver. Yeah. No issues at all. And he, like you said, is he going to give you like the 30 no, point game? But he's, no, solid. But he's, he's, he's solid 15 a week, week, week in, week out. Yeah, I'm no. taking that to the bank. Every I, week. I agree with that. Uh, my must have is a little bit more of a flyer, but he's still somebody that I feel like you must have this year because of the fact that my bold prediction about the fact that I think that Dalvin Cook is going to be a bust. I think he's going to be a bust. I think he's going to be unhealthy. I think he's going to be on snap counts. I think he's going to be hurt. I don't think he's going to be all that good. Well, it well, all depends. I guess, like I said, it all depends on his health, obviously. Obviously, like we mentioned earlier, the new offenses, they're going to be trying to run the ball now. So this is a chance to prove his worth now. It's kind of a make-or-break year for him. I, I, well, is it? I mean, maybe I should take that back. Maybe it's not make or break year, but he is definitely going to have to prove his worth this season, though. I do not trust Dalvin Cook. I do not okay, at all. I'm probably personally. not. I'm not probably. I'm probably not drafting him either. But I, I it's worth the. Sh I mean. I guess it, I mean he's worth a shot. I guess no, I don't. I'm I don't, not doing it. I'll let someone else do it. I'm I don't dad. trust him at all. So with that being said, because of the fact that I do not trust Dalvin Cook, one of my must-haves for uh, this year is Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison is a must. 
have for me. You must have Alexander Madison because of the fact that I feel like Dalvin Cook, if you own Dalvin Cook, if you do not own Dalvin Cook, is not, I think Alexander Madison is a very good running back, but the fe- for the fact remains is that I think Al- Dalvin Cook will not play a full year. So you think and he's going to fade out? I think he's going to fade. Not so much fade out because they're going to love him. Oh, he's going to he's 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 have to give his spot up because he's not going to be able to perform. And Alexander Madison is already getting first team reps. He's already working with the goal so. line. He's going to get some goal line work. He's going to be involved Bottom even with line, Dalvin Cook there. He's going to lose his snaps. He's going to lose his snap counts. Obviously. Yeah, he's going to be there even if Dalvin Cook is even even if Dalvin Cook is still healthy. He's going to be there. So I still say that Dalvin Cook. I mean, Alexander Madison is a must have for me. Uh, who else do you like as a must have right now? Uh, this is well. This is not too crazy. Like you said, most of my picks, you know, they're not exactly shockers. Flex is more in depth with his, but. Um, right now, I we were talking about it earlier, and I I might be stealing this one from you, but and I hate I'm gonna have to say this. His name is Michael Gallup, and he is a Dallas Cowboy. No, he is, and we hate saying Dallas every, Cowboys players. Every report coming out of the preseason training camp is the kid is looking like a stud right now, and it's very promising right now. And for where his ADP is at right now, he keep arounds everyone, ladies and gentlemen, keep arounds. You start looking for Michael Gallup. Yeah, it's actually looking for Michael Gallagher keeper rounds, especially for the fact that uh, I know you have him as a keeper, don't you? Right? Yes, yeah. he is one of my keepers for next year, and I'm hoping he will be. Especially for the fact that it's a new offensive scheme over there, and you got to trust the new offensive coordinators. And it just thinks that Dallas is going to be a better offense this year. Now, we hate saying this, obviously, but it's the truth. We just feel that Dallas is going to be a better offense this year. And we don't know what's going on with the Z situation. We don't know what's going on with the Amari Cooper situation and his whole contract. Well, so yeah. So with that being said, it could be possible that he could be the number one guy. He could end up being the number one guy. At right now, at worst, at worst, he's a third. Um, he is the third wide receiver for uh for for, for, for the for the Dallas oh, Cowboys. Randall Cobb, right? No, Randall Cobb is a slot guy. They don't use a slot people who's the, over who's there. Who's the two right now? Right now, the two is Michael Michael Gallup. Oh, because you said third. That's why. The third, yeah, because Zeke and, and, oh, and Cooper. Oh, receiver. Oh, never mind. Go receiving ahead. option. I heard you wrong. I'm no, sorry. no, he'll be the best, he'll be the the the, the, right, worst, right, the right, third right. receiving okay. option. I got you. So you know, at worst, at worst for that, right, you know right. what I mean. Uh, Kellen Moore is supposed to be a very good offensive coordinator. He's going to run the plays there over there, and it's just going to be a better offense after nothing. I I like Michael Gallup a lot this year. I think they find him as a deep sleeper, a deep flyer. And I think he's definitely a must have because I think he's going to be a safety guy for you to have for the rest of your season over there. Uh, for the thing. And uh, another guy that I have, I guess, is the opposite of what you meant to be Julian Edelman, but still stick at the same team. A guy I think that's a must-have, not for other than James White. James White's a must-have because he's not cost too much. He's the opposite. If you go wide receiver heavy and you take James White as your RB1, he's not... Listen, he could be an RB1. He was an, he was RB6 overall last year. Hey, we all know Belichick loves him some James White. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? His... So uh, Tom, what Brady, is, Tom Brady trusts him. Uh, is after his carry, his yardage percentage after the carry is ridiculous. Yeah. So, so after the catch, after the catch, excuse me, I apologize, but yes, he is reliable and just one of those guys. He's not going to get you sexy numbers, but he's going to get you productive numbers. He's going to get and you he's pro- consistent. He's consistent, and like I said, if you go the zero RB approach and go wide receiver heavy, and you have James White as your first running, as your first one, hey, I'm all right with that. You're not going to be like stocked, stacked on there, but you're going to be, you know, make it okay because your other wide receivers, and we're assuming you picked, are going to be like such studs that they'll get you by. All day, every day. I'm taking it to the bank. You got somebody else? I'm looking right now, actually. And? There's a couple guys I'm looking at. I mean, it's nobody really obvious. I mean, everyone knows who the must-haves are, but... But these are like just like some more guys with yeah. more value later on in the, in the Later this, this on... Part. This is going to sound, I don't want to keep mentioning New England Patriots, but it's like still stunning to me how Tom Brady's falling to round 12, 13. Yeah. I, I mean, this is going to sound crazy to me, but like, I don't know how he's falling that far. Uh, there, You can't tell me that you're taking five quarterbacks ahead of Tom Brady. You can't sell me on that. Yes, I can. I, I, I'm sorry, but you're not going to sell me on Fantasy that. Fantasy-wise, yes. No, I mean, <clears throat> the guy is solid for at least two touchdowns. Pat Mahomes. That's one. I said five. Aaron Rodgers. All right. Besides the only people. Matt Ryan. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'll keep going. Right now, the only people I'm taking ahead of Brady right now, in my opinion, like I said, this is all subjective, is 
Mahomes, Rodgers, Breeze, and Matt Ryan. Yeah, I guess maybe Matt Ryan. But that might be it. Don't try to sell me on Deshaun Watson. I ain't buying that. I'm selling that completely. Don't try to give me anybody else. But the fact of the matter is, New England Patriots, they run that division. For, they've been doing it for 10 years now. And Tom Brady has been leading that team for 10 years now. And his numbers have been consistent. Yes, he's not putting up 400 yards, four touchdowns every week now. But if you can get me like 250 and two touchdowns every week, I'm taking that every week. I'm sorry. So that's just the way I feel. That's basically my rant on him right now. I forgive you. Uh, all right. Uh, you, don't, you don't agree with me. I, I, I don't to an extent, but that's all right. That's why it's debates. All right, party people. That is the show that we have here for today. Kento, thank you very much for coming by. Hey, thanks for having me once again. Shout out to Alex Marchetti for letting me take his chair. Make sure you drop by Moho for uh, sales. Excuse me. Uh, Apologies if I just stumbled upon my words or whatnot. You know, it's my no, first no, time. Kento, a star is born today with Kento I, Akashi. You already a know. A star is born with Yo, Kento Akashi. Shout out Woodside 61, 57th Street, Woodside Avenue. You already know. Keep going. All right, party people. Success of the less. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, at BFB Podcast. At Kento Dizzo. And at Kento Dizzo. Follow me. And then follow us all. Ask us any questions you want. Big draft weekend. Hit us up on any questions. Success of the less, party people. Peace. Peace.